Hello and welcome to the That Ain't Melee podcast. I'm your host, Otto, here alone today. As usual, it is Melee. Despite the fact that I couldn't get a co-host today, there's plenty of major news in Melee. Let's be honest, the big one is the Melee World Tour, or the Smash World Tour. But who cares about Ultimate? So let's talk about that. The Smash World Tour. The Smash World Tour is going to be the biggest prize pool that Melee has ever seen. And more than that, it's not a summit. It's not something where the audience is pitching in money to a compendium to increase the prize pool. This is all funded by VGBC. Gimmer, God is my rock, himself. And along with being the biggest prize pool Melee's ever seen, this could be the biggest opportunity Melee's ever seen. If the Smash World Tour cannot catapult Melee into a tier 1 esport, I don't know what can. So let's look at some stats real quick. 250k prize pool for the event at the end of the year. That's a lot of money. To quote Mango, that's real money. To qualify for the event at the end of the year, you need to earn enough points by getting good placements at smaller events throughout the year, being Pound, CEO, Apex, Battle of BC. These events that, while big, do not have comparable prize pools to the Smash World Tour. Now, this 250k is split two ways. Half of it goes to Ultimate, and half of it goes to Melee. So really, it's a 125k prize pool. Because once again, who cares about Ultimate? Now, this World Tour is going to be incredibly good for the scene. Not only because of the big injection of cash into the community, but also because it's worldwide. Going into Europe, Mexico, Australia, I mean, having events that are outside of North America is incredibly good for the community. This can bring in more viewership. This can bring in more players. This makes tournaments bigger, which in turn can attract bigger sponsors to continue investment into the scene. This, I can't stress this enough, that's really good. Despite Melee being the grassroots fighting game, the grassroots esport, let's be honest, we could use more money in the community. We can use that money for better tournaments, you can use that money for bigger tournaments, you can use that money f to actually make bigger prize pools so that our pro players can live off of tourney winnings instead of being forced to stream or whatever. This can only be good for the top of Melee, it can only be good for the bottom of Melee. It's good for everyone. Now watching the video that VGBC released with Apostle speaking, there are some things I noticed. Uh, that is M2K losing. A lot of clips of M2K losing both in Melee and uh, in Brawl for some reason. I don't, I don't know why they include that clip, but um, that was pretty cool. As well as Armando was in that video three times in that opening little clip there. So he got at least one clip of himself winning a game, unlike someone here, Yuzu King. Now I can't help notice, or I can't help but feel, that this was inspired by the DPC, the Dota Pro Circuit. I mean, it really follows the same standard, right? Tournaments that give point values based off of your placement uh, leading into qualifying for the biggest tournament of the year at being in, a, in Dota's situation being TI, the international, and this situation being the World Tour tournament in December, which we do have a date for, but not a location. So if you want to plan for that, look out, because we know when it's going to be, so you don't want to take off. But these tournaments all being connected to something big, something with a lot of money at, uh, at the end, can only improve our, our scene, right? Like, this kind of guaranteed weight to tournaments can really attract big-name sponsors into Melee. Uh, they can somehow you know, scam a BMW into sponsoring us. That'd be pretty sick. Uh, and Apostle himself said in the video, this is the first yearly, or he said something to that effect, just being a yearly circuit would be massive. Just having guaranteed prize pool year-on-year, year, you can track growth and metrics other than this viewership of this or that tournament, you can really just start to expand our scene further than just, you know, 
some gamers playing Melee. And to be honest, well, I, I do love gamers playing Melee. What if we had bigger events? What if we had more fancy events? Events that weren't held in the ballroom of this or that hotel. Think like Evo, but you know, we don't need Evo anymore. Speaking of Evo, this year we're getting a Las Vegas event that is not Evo. That is so sick. Having an event there is kind of cool. I'm sure a lot of people can make a lot of use out of that. A lot of people will like to go there. And if the FCC won't let us in Las Vegas, won't let us to Melee, we'll get ourselves there. With pretty much every major and super major this year being in the circuit, I can only see good things for Melee. And I can't help but feel we've seen the best Melee we've seen in a long time. With this much money being pumped into the scene, and with every event feeling more weighty, with more stakes, because you can either qualify or not qualify to the world tour i can see melee's meta being pushed so far this year again we're going to be seeing the best melee we've seen in a while i sincerely believe that and looking at the rule sets for the world tour with so many of these tournaments having progressive rule sets with band wobbling ledge grab limits uh, UCF on, I can only see rule sets being more advanced in the coming years. Things like Frozen Stadium, things like Faster Melee, I can see us getting pretty far in terms of rule sets in the coming coming year, coming, coming years, which will further detach us from relying on Daddy Nintendo. And speaking of, Nintendo is not sponsoring this circuit, which means that this money is coming, for one, straight out of the community, but we're also able to, to you know, Use our, use our hacks. Things like UCF can be enabled because of no Nintendo sponsorship. And with so many events this year, because they're part of the World Tour, using UCF, I can only look forward to advances in hacks being made in the coming year, in the coming years. Things like Frozen Stadium, things like Faster Melee, Modern Melee, we get some of that this year. Things like neutral starts, things like ledge grab limits, things like air time limits, things that these hacks can really help with can probably start being explored this year because Nintendo will not be sponsoring these events because we need the consistent rule sets, which is sick. And speaking of the events this year, there are three events at Xanadu that we know of, that being Pound, Glitch, and The Script. With these tournaments all happening in Laurel, Maryland. I mean, that's only like two hours away from us. So if you want to meet the cast of That Ain't Melee, you have a good chance of seeing us this year. That being said, there are some concerns with the World Tour. Luckily, none of them include the World Tour itself. The concern comes from the coronavirus. With these concerns mounting, encouraging Smashers to actually travel the globe this year may not be the greatest idea, especially considering the hygiene standards of Smash players. I'm sorry. It's true. We're bad. So, Let's take some thoughts here. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And I've already seen a lot of Smash players coming to tournaments with the surgical masks. That is continually a good idea. You know, even though I don't, I don't do it myself. Keeping yourself and other Smashers not sick, keeping them healthy, that's very good. Now back to more light topics. I can only say good things so far about the Smash World Tour. If for one, cement states for melee events and for smash events so that we can plan ahead, further ahead than usual with these events, it brings more money to the scene, it will hopefully bring more sponsors into the scene, it will hopefully bring more viewers into the scene, it will bring more players that I can't be sure of, will it bring players who want to actually have a chance at the game at making uh, all that money. We've seen a lot of good smash, like Mango, he said it's going to go hard this year to get that sweet money, M2K, 
probably going to start going to events a lot this year because he wants that money. Armada, however, there is some debate there. Leffen says he won't come back. I believe Mango also says he will not come back. Mango, however, is calling Armada a fool because of that. I mean, to be fair, that's a lot of money. So we'll see a lot of top players, a lot of pros coming out to, lo- coming out to more tournaments to try and get a higher point value to qualify for that last event of the year. Now, one question is, where is this money coming from? We don't really know. We haven't seen where it came from. There's nothing on the website listing sponsors. So all I can assume is that, you know, it's either esports venture capital, which is whatever. We have that for most of the scene. Laundered money from Russian oligarchs. Also fun to see. But as a man who likes esports, I know better than to ask where prize money comes from. As for the Smash World Tour, obviously you watch the video yourself if you, need, if you want more information. But I think I covered it pretty well here in terms of reaction by at least two top players. I have nothing more to say about it. Except for that it will be probably the best thing to have in Smash in the last 10 years. Of course, the best being the documentary. Aside from the Smash World, World Tour, there is something else I want to talk about. That being the SSBM rank. Now, as we all know, every year we get a ranking of the best players in the world and this year is no different so i want to talk about the best players in the world right now let's go through the top 10 of the tier list number one hbox two leffen three mango four axe five wizrove six zane seven amza eight plup nine ibdw and ten m2k now do i agree with this list generally yes this top 10 is con- inclusive of all of the best players in the world i think right now at least players that do belong in the top 10 I want to take a different look at it. For one, there are two characters in the top 10 that many would consider to be mid-tier, that being Pikachu and Yoshi. Now seeing both Amza and Axe, or you know, these representatives of mid-tier characters being in that top 10, it's really cool for Melee, seeing that it's not just Fox, 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 even though there are, you know, three or four Foxes in there. It's nice to see more character diversity in the top 10, as that means you get to see more of the melee roster at big events. And it just means that these players who've been grinding for years playing these characters that aren't, you know, Fox, unlike Hax, who gave up on non-Fox characters, it is really nice to see that 20XX is not really coming to fruition. It's not real. Something else I want to notice is that number 6, Zane, the Marth main, is doing very well for himself this year. Zane, who is the grinder of Melee, in my opinion, has shot up the ranks and is becoming, I think, this year's player to look out for. He's going places. He's pretty sick. And honestly, he plays Marth in the way that no other Marth does. He plays this very technical Marth, unlike M2K, who just plays based off his, off his feelings, even though it does have the uh, frame data chart. Another player in the top 10 to take note of is IBDW, who was a whopping 25 places since last year. It's honestly been very fun to watch his play this year, especially at the Summit. I hope to see him again in the World Tour, in the World Series. I hope to see more of him. Keep in mind, he does have a YouTube channel that I actually post content to, which is very good for Smash players. If you're Smash Pro, please just make content. You all want to watch it. Um, that is Cody Schwab on YouTube. 
Now, to be fair, I will say that name is not the best, and his content is not as good as Zane's is, but we should still be supporting melee pros who do their best to make content. Now, one more point I want to make about the top 100 list. Let's say more so about the top 20 list. There are three Falcon mains, being Wizrobe, S2J, and Nun. Nun is pretty cool. S2J is pretty cool as well. And Wizrobe just happens to be my favorite Smash Pro. So seeing all three of these Falcon mains on the top 20 list is nice, especially considering that we're seeing a new way to play Falcon, a more technical, safe way to play, rather than the usual bolts the wall knee 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 strat. And my last point for the SSBM rank is a shout out to my boy Two Saint, number 35, the second best puff main in the world. Rose 14 spots since last year, outpacing Michael, the other puff main who I think has a horrible name. And once again, shout out to Two Saint for um, getting robbed at Hack's Nightclub. <laughs> Although he did uh, do a GoFundMe to replace the assets he lost at, at the uh, in the robbery, uh, and he did make that money back, all $700 that he lost. With that big news covered, the tier list and the world tour, I want to make one closing statement. Uh, today I am alone, but I will be having more hosts with me in the future. We'll be bringing back Nomics, as well as hopefully getting other local players into the scene. That being said, I've been Otto, and this has been That Ain't Melee.